Welcome to Spooked in Houston. This is your host Ryan. And Cheyenne. And tonight we wanted to let you guys know that our email for you to send your stories in is spookedinhoustonpodcast at gmail.com. Again, that's spookedinhouston at g and spooked in Houston podcast at gmail.com. So we were thinking about what stories to tell you tonight, and I've picked quite a doozy. Um, I don't know what you picked, Cheyenne. Yeah, I picked a, one that is kind of like a trampoline type story with one uh, me and one of my friends. When we were a little bit older than the last story I was at, a couple years older than that, um, she lived out in Hawkinsville at the time, and she was on basically a humongous field is where she lived in the middle of nowhere in, in central georgia um i'm not going to give names or details or anything in case you know that sort of thing but um so we rode four wheelers and played on the trampoline a lot whenever we were younger and we were jumping on the trampoline for a hot minute like probably an hour or so and all of a sudden her hunting dogs in the back towards the tree line start going nuts just absolutely nuts now they're hunting dogs so they bark at a lot of things squirrels raccoons rabbits that sort of deal but this is a different type bark this is a i'm protecting my property get the heck off it type bark and i'll give you a time frame here it's probably eight o'clock at night it's kind of late you know it's it's pretty dark but it's a clear night there's no wind blowing really there's you know pretty decent moon pretty stars not storming nothing and they're just going absolutely ape and she goes she looks at me and she goes what the heck are they barking at i'm like i have no idea well we stop jumping we hop down off the trampoline and we start walking in their direction and we notice in between their two kennels she has four dogs two on one side two on the other two males two females so they don't you know get out and try to do something they ain't supposed to they have their bedding sheets hung up in the middle to dry after they've, you know, been washed or whatever. And they're barking at the sheet. And I'm like, those stupid dogs, they're thinking that the sheet is something. And she rolls her eyes and just as soon as she rolls her eyes, the sheet starts forming in the shape of a person. Like somebody's under the sheet. Like if you take a sheet and put it over, you know how that looks. She thought it was her brother. And again, I'm not going to use actual names, so I'm just calling, I'm just going to call him James for sake of, you know, protection reasons. She's like, James, quit fooling around. What the heck are you doing? Well, he doesn't respond. So she's thinking, okay, he's wanting to try to scare us, whatever. So we go back jumping on the trampoline. As we're jumping, whatever this is, it's not James. We come to find out, shockingly, you know, it starts walking towards us under the sheet and we can't see the bottom of the sheet because it's a big sheet and she keeps saying james cut it out it's not funny you're being stupid james you're scaring the dogs james quit james blah 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 blah. a big gust of wind comes and blows the sheet and me and her at the same time are thinking this is it he's gonna come out the sheet and scare the crap of us whatever the sheet is probably about 10 15 feet away from the trampoline when the sheet blows off there's nothing under it me and her scream and stop jumping mid-jump 
run inside the house, lock the door behind us, and her mom is looking at the two of us like we have lost our ever-loving minds. She's like, what the hell is wrong with y'all? And she can't get the words out fast enough. And I'm like, we just saw something we can't explain. Like, that's all I'm going to say. We just saw something we can't explain. Where's James? She's like, James is hunting with his dad. The heck are you two doing? You look white as ghosts. And she looks at me and I look at her and I'm like, so do you want to go play Sims now? She's like, yeah, let's do that. So we just go to her room and play Sims for the rest of the night. Neither one of us sleep. One of us stays up and guards the door. Like it scared the bejesus out of us. And James comes home at like a little bit later on that morning. I don't remember what they were hunting for or what type time of the season it was. I want to say it was summertime because we were out of school, but they were hunting for something. And he was nowhere to be found. And as soon as that sheet came off of whatever it was, the dogs were dang near bending the bars on their crates to get at it. Like, they they knew something was there. They could see it. And they were letting us know, we see something you don't see. You need to be careful. When their suspicions were confirmed when the sheet flew off, they were like rabid caged tigers. I mean, they were ferocious. It was it was crazy. I'll never forget that. That was the first time me and her together were ever really frightened. And why these encounters happen in just the most random, awkwardest times that honestly, looking <laughs> back now, I can laugh at it. But at the time, I was like, why does a ghost pee in myself? You know, it's, it's crazy. And see, I wasn't expecting it to be a ghost story. I thought you were going, like, the way you were setting up. I was like, oh, she's got another cryptid encounter. No. I'm sitting here, and you start describing <laughs> how, like, human shapes start to form on the sheets. I'm like, oh, great, Bigfoot's come to visit. No, I've never seen a Bigfoot. I'll go ahead and say that. Um, the only cryptid thing I, I saw was the one I told you all last week. And I happened to see that one, that one big occasion, and then another time, briefly on a separate occasion. I might make that, like, an another part of a different story. I'm trying to kind of do these in order the way I remember them. Um, that way I don't accidentally go back and go, oh, well, I know we're, you know, three or four years ago this happened, but this particular story I'm telling you tonight is going to happen like eight years ago. So we're just going to go back in time. So I'm trying to keep it, you know, give a time frame of about how long ago all this happened. I mean, we were both like teenagers at this point. I was like 13. She was 12. And I would say that James was a little bit older than me. Me and him were right around the same age. And uh, then she's got an older sister that's like a year older than me. But that's about the, the age range of that particular family. And uh, But yeah, he wasn't even on the property at all. It was just me, her, and her mom, and the dogs. Those are the only living things. And I say that very specifically, living things on the property at that time. So when the sheet was pressed up against it, did you see like any facial features or anything defining? No. Nothing? It was just, it was like a head and then like where the arms would go. They weren't like sticking out. They were kind of like almost swaying at its side, but not fully. And then I couldn't see like hips or like an actual body. It just looked like somebody threw a loose sheet over somebody and they were just standing there. The only thing I really saw was the head. And then we had the big gust of wind come up. Like I said, they were in the middle of nowhere, so it's a field. Any open space you have, the wind's going to be whipping like crazy. If you have buildings and trees and stuff, there's things that can kind of block the wind to keep it from blowing so much. But in the summertime and early spring, whenever it's windy out, normally to us, whenever we're like, gosh, it's windy out today, in those fields, it's ten times worse. It really is. But, um, 
I, I couldn't see any definitive things on it, just mostly like the head and body and, and when it blew off. Yeah, I was asking oh. because I know, yeah, because in that area, um, we have a lot of in, uh, Native American burial grounds. So I was thinking maybe you guys were pretty close to one or the property may have been built on top of one. And that I may have, have been no idea, something just... showing up to say, hey, we are here. It was it was mostly farmlands like you would see like in the middle of the country. I mean, she was really out in the country. She was in the middle of nowhere. She didn't have neighbors for like two miles on either side of her. Well, it's like a lot of Georgia. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, it wasn't technically like central Georgia. It was like kind of south a little bit. But she was only like 20 minutes away from me. And I live in this area, so... Well, wait a minute, you said it's in Milledgeville, that's north of us. No, not Milledgeville, I said I live in this area. No, no, she lived in Milledgeville. No. What? I thought you said, okay. No, she lives like down south in kind of like central Georgia area type. So further south of Perry in that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I thought you said Milledgeville. No, no. Okay, now I... I'm getting my geography local <laughs> mixed up and I live here. I had no encounters <laughs> around Milledgeville anyway, so. Okay. Alright, well, the story I picked is the time I accidentally summoned demon. Um, I was practicing how to do seances uh, at this point, and just to give you a kind of like a time frame, this was about 2008-2009 um, when I was doing this, so about two to three years after my um, first paranormal experience with the possession, uh, which was in last week's episode. Um... And so, before I get into that, I did want to uh, kind of expound a little bit on, uh, I had a thought, and it just went, whew. Um, Getting older sucks. <laughs> yes, it does. I'm only 30 years old, and I'm already losing my mind. Same. I've um, lost it several times already. Anyhow, let's just get back to summoning the demon. Yeah. Um, so, I was doing a seance, and I completed the seance, like, I, I did the seance completely like I did normally, and I've done it, and at that point, I had done it, like, maybe six or seven times before this night, mm -hmm. and I did everything correctly, I used all the ingredients correctly, and normally, when the, the last few, uh, the few times that I did it before, I would get the feeling of somebody there, and I would occasionally hear somebody talk or they would knock and in response to questions but this night was weird because I didn't get that feeling there there was no change in temperature of the room I didn't feel like anybody was there I thought I whiffed I was like oh well I guess this happens too mm -hmm. um so I was like all right well I'll close and I didn't close out the ceremony which was probably the dumb reason as to how I accidentally oh, hang on guys sorry about that um we're in my car tonight so my phone's hooked up to the car so I didn't close out the ceremony so I was like all right whatever and I went to bed um I think it was about midnight I did the ceremony uh did the ritual and I went to sleep and when I was asleep I had a really weird dream and i just remember like somebody it felt like somebody was waking me up so I wake up and but I can tell I'm in a dream and there is this very beautiful lady um in a black dress 
just sitting on my bed. And so I go, okay, who are you? And she goes, you summoned me. You called for me. And I'm sitting here going, oh, great. I'm having a dream about a prostitute. Um, so she then goes, what's your desire? What, what do you want? You summoned me f for a reason. And I was like, I didn't summon you. You had like, what are you? And she goes, I'm a demon. Can't you tell? And that's when I, and that's when the horns appear on her head and her feet go from normal feet to cloven feet. And that's nice. yeah. And then I was like, okay, well, I, um, I guess since you're here, uh, why don't we have a little fun? And uh, mind you, I'm a teenager and it's just really stupid decision. And so I'm going to basically summarize the next part that happens. Uh, lots of freaky fun times. Uh, and she goes, all right, now, was that your desire? Was that your wish? Basically. And I go, yeah, whatever. And she goes, okay, I'm going to take part of your soul. I said, excuse me? <laughs> I don't remember this being in the uh, sign-up part. <laughs> and she goes, I'm a demon. I satisfied your desire. I'm taking part of your soul. Equivalent to what the deed was. And then I go, okay, at least give me your name as uh, part, of my, uh, part of the deal. And... I, I will say the name in this one. The last one I didn't say the name because that one was it's terrifying. Yeah. Um, this one, she said, I'm Lilith. And I was like, okay, that sounds really familiar, but I'm not sure why. And I go, okay, well, bye, Lilith. And she goes, goodbye. And then dream ends and I wake up next morning and I felt really drained really sluggish and so I definitely felt the after effects of her taking part of my soul and then I did some research and found out that a demon named Lilith is the demon who is basically the mother of all succubus and incubus so, basically the main demon of lust. And according to some of the um, lore and research and that I found, she is what's the first woman before Eve, uh, even before Eve. And the reason she was cast out of paradise first and became a demon was because she would not submit to Adam. So... And you could try and talk to your priests about this, but they'll probably be like, no, 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 no. And shut it down because I even talked at the time I talked to my religious um, advisor. advisor and he just straight up denied any knowledge of it. But he definitely went pale when I mentioned her name. And I asked, what's the significance? I basically just asked him, what's the significance between the name Lilith and Demons, and he went pale, and I knew 
that my research was probably correct, but he wasn't going to acknowledge it because that's not the church's teachings. Makes so, sense, yeah. That was my experience with a demon. and With the accidental summoning of a demon. Literally freaky. Yeah. Um, but that wasn't the, the total freaky part. Because there is a follow-up to this. Oh um, she made a, a return visit. That I, and I did not summon her that time. <laughs> I didn't she, call you. Why'd you come over? That's <laughs> basically what I said. <laughs> um, so another dreamlike thing happened. She's sitting there on my bed. And... I was like, what are you doing here? What do you want? And she was like, I had so much fun last time. I thought I'd pay another visit. I was like, I don't have anything that I want. And she goes, you don't, you don't have anything you want from me, but I have something I want from you. But you have something I want from you. I was more like, of your soul. Oh, How nice. Great. You want more of my soul, right? Yeah. She goes, nope. I said, what? And then she proceeded to um, give me a very nice blowjob in the dream. And she said that she was collecting semen. That was the reason she came that night. Couldn't she just go to a sperm bank and have her way? I would kind of think so, but I don't know if she can interact the same way like that. She's a demon. She can go through walls. Exactly. Yeah, I don't know. But... <laughs> Definitely, that's what, um, that was my second visit with her. And so that was, that's the story of how I accidentally summoned a demon. Um, definitely a better second time around than the first time. <laughs> um, I had more fun that time than the first time. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah. And I don't know if talking about a demon is such a good idea when it's a night of a full moon. Yeah. I just looked over and saw the moon, and I was like, oh, That's what crap. I was motioning earlier, and you are like, yeah, it's a perfect night. I'm like, cool, great. <laughs> now I'm going to have night terrors. Yay. Yeah, you just may have a visit from an incubus. I don't want one. <laughs> at all. I don't even like my roommate half the time. So. <laughs> well, um, that's been our stories for the night, and we look forward to hearing from your, uh, from you guys. Again, you can send your stories to us at spookedinhoustonpodcast at gmail.com. That's spookedinhouston at gmail.com. All right. Well, we hope y'all have a fantastic night. Stay spooky. And we hope y'all enjoyed this podcast as much or more than the last one. Um, please give us feedback. Like I said, we're very new to this. So we're still in the beginning stages of learning how to do all this and figure out how everything goes and works. So y'all have any tips suggestions or helpful advice that would be greatly appreciated um again please share share your stories with us we would love to hear the awesome interesting creepy encounters y'all have had um because we know ours so something new would be really really cool to hear about um y'all have had similar experiences and anything that y'all want to say just feel free to contact us drop a link in the email or share a story or two and uh we will see y'all next week. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.